Everybody, I have some really exciting news to share before we get started in this week's episode. I have personally been invited to be a guest speaker at this year's Fitness Business Foundation's Virtual Fitness Summit. This summit is for all fitness professionals who are interested in taking their career to the next level. This summit is completely free, and if you sign up right away, we can get you on the early access list, which will give you an additional bonus day where you will have the chance to have a Q&A with myself and other fitness business pros. This summit will take place on June 6th, so hurry up and register at summitactiontaker.com forward slash thrive. Again, that's summitactiontaker.com forward slash thrive. Now, onto this week's show. Hello, and welcome to Health and Fitness Redefined. I am your host, Anthony Amen. Join me today as we take a dive into the world of health and fitness, where we learn how to overcome adversity, to pick back versus fiction, and see health and fitness in a whole new light. Today, we have a very exciting episode with Ashley. For those that don't know Ashley, I just found out that she actually has over 20 certifications. Talk about mind-blowing. In those 20 certs, she's got a bachelor's in sports and fitness. She has her NASM certified personal trainer. And she has a multitude of certifications from my ISSA, and she's working on her master's in wellness and fitness. So Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. That is a lot of certs. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've been working very hard since um, about the age of 16 in, in fitness. So if I'm not growing in the fitness industry, I'm standing still. So I just always want to keep growing and learning. Awesome. Well, what got you started? You said 16, you started... Why did you want yes. to get into fitness? Um, mainly because um, when I was a kid, I was overweight. I struggled with childhood obesity. So um, it's a really dear subject to my heart. So um, there was not much I could do when I was a kid. So it wasn't until I was old enough to do something about it that I decided to take a chance. Um, my older brother, um, he's five years older than me, and he decided to go into the Air Force. So his decision to go into the Air Force kind of thrusted me into wanting to do something about um, changing my life. So at the age of 16, I had a car um, and then I had a job. So I was able to go and join a gym. So I, luckily enough, the job I had, they paid for a partial membership to the gym I went to. And then um, being a, a student, they paid for the other half. So I had a free gym membership and I had, um, and then I had a free membership so I could drive. I had a free gym membership. So I met a bunch of trainers at the gym that now are my mentors that I get to talk to all the time. So I just kind of worked its way from there. I lost 80 pounds between the time wow. I was 16 and 19 years old. I lost 80 pounds. 80 pounds? And from there, yeah, 80 pounds. So I was 180 pounds at the uh, age of 16 and 19 years old. I dropped down to 113. And now I'm like at a comfortable spot about 145, but we'll get to that later on um, where I'm at that stage right now in my life. So it's a, it's an interesting where you, your fitness journey takes you. So, yeah, I mean, you told me that you're in the national guard, I am, which is awesome. And you just finished basic training for the army, which by the way, huge military person. So thank you and your brother for 
Your guys' service, really appreciate that going the extra mile. I feel like you guys don't get enough appreciation from people. So I really want to extend it out there. <laughs> thank you so much for your support. <laughs> no, thank you. So how are you tying into this? So you lost all that weight. You got back out to 145. You have a bunch of certifications. You're in the National Guard. You just, I don't know how you have time to do anything. <laughs> So I have, um, throughout my life, I've never really had a full-time job. I've had many part-time jobs. Um, I've had maybe probably four, uh, four to five part-time jobs all throughout my life. I've never had um, a full-time job. So I've been personal training. I've been a kayaking tour guide. Um, when I was um, uh, in high school, I've always been like a, a server or a hostess. Um, I worked in the restaurant industry, so I've always been service-minded. I've always wanted to um, work with people, and so I've just always been service and humble and just wanting to be with the customer and just knowing that being with people and just working with them is where I wanted to be. Now I'm in the army. I've always just wanted to be military minded. I've always known that I wanted to be in the military. Unfortunately, after high school, I couldn't go in the military. So that's what drove me to going into um, health and fitness. Um, I graduated with um, my two year degree here in Florida. Um, you get the direct connect when you graduate. If you've already taken accelerated college courses, you can get direct connected to the University of Central Florida. So it's awesome. like I automatically was able to go into the degree field I wanted. So I just was like, well, I like to exercise. Why not just continue this? So I only had uh, another year and a half to finish before I was able to get my, um, my bachelor's degree. So unfortunately, when you go in direct connect, you have to pick a major. So I was like looking at the degree fields that I could choose from. I was like, I like to exercise, so might as well do this. Um, so it was really nice to do. And from there, it just kind of snowball effect. And here I am. So you're currently training clients now? Um, right now, I'm not um, as active as I was because of um, the situation we are in, Absolutely. unfortunately. <laughs> um, I do have my home gym that I kind of, um, I've been opening up a little bit, um, doing um, some virtual training through um, Facebook Lives and doing a little bit of online training um, through my Facebook groups that I have and just accountability pages I have, but I haven't been doing one-on-one -on -one trainings or anything like that. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your training, even before... COVID, what do you talk to your clients about? What's your approach on all this? It really depends on what training I'm in. Um, I do work at a, um, a fitness center at the YMCA here in Central Florida. So I personal train and I'm a group exercise instructor. So my um, community center I'm at, it's a smaller center. So my age range is anywhere from the teenage group all the way up to somewhere in the upper 90 age range. Love so it. I have to be able to be very, very broad with my age range. So I have to be able to, to work with different modalities. I have to be able to give very, very advanced exercises and I have to be able to modify to very, very, very easy. So I give, um, my basics is a three, two, one. So I give the beginner level, the intermediate and the advanced level. And half the time I give the advanced level of an exercise and everyone's like, yeah, you crazy. So usually <laughs> it's the intermediate and, and um, the beginner level that most people stick to. And they're like, yeah, you, you do that um, army girl. And they just like go away. <laughs> You're going to have to show me the advanced level. I'm very curious. <laughs> Always up for new challenges. <laughs> the advanced levels, people are like, you crazy, go away. <laughs> 
I love that though. A client looks at you and goes, oh, you're supposed to do that. You're a trainer. Yeah. <laughs> no credit. <laughs> no credit. No credit. So you have all these certs and I'm just more curious. You kind of mentioned me a little before we did this was mindset. So yes. how does mindset and your certifications and training your clients all play a role into each other? And what's so important about the minds of the people taking approach and how can they change their mindset to have the approach you want them to have? Um, I have to bring it back to what it is for me because I had to change my mindset when I was in a, in my younger self. My biggest thing when I was younger is I didn't believe in myself from the get go. So I had to change it in an aspect where if I didn't believe in myself to begin with, I had to find someone that believed in me. So when I went to go and train at a gym, I had to go find those mentors that believed in me to begin with. So I have my mentors now that still believe in me. And sometimes when I have doubts, I still reach out to my mentors. So like when I'm feeling doubtful, I still like text my, my mentors. I'm like, Hey, I'm like super doubtful. I'm super scared right now. And they still kind of pet me up a little bit. Like even before now, like when I was going on this podcast, I'm like, help me. I'm scared. <laughs> or like, even just my husband, I'm like, Hey, I'm scared about this. And he's like, you're doing fine. And it's okay because sometimes you do need that little pick me up and that's okay. And that's what people need from us as trainers. We're the experts in this field. And that's what they need from us. They need that little pick me up. And sometimes that's what they need to realize when they're coming to us as personal trainers, as mentors, we have the education in this field and they need us to, and that's what they, they want that security. They want that cuddled feeling, but they also need that little bit of push that says, Hey, you came to us for a reason. We have this education. We know what you need. We want to give you that little extra push and we might be a little more aggressive, but this is what you came for. Yeah, I see that all the time. It's a little bit of a reminder. They get comfortable and then they just like, oh, we don't need to work out today. We'll just talk. <laughs> I've had some talkers before and I kind of be like, hello, come on. We've, you got to give them that little extra nudge and be like, hey, we need to, we need to get back to work here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So how would you change? What kind of advice could you give somebody that, has never done personal training before. How, how can you help change somebody's mindset or is it something they really just need to figure out on their own and then come talk to us? You really have to get to what their why is. And this is one of the things that I've been working on um, the last couple of weeks is like, I've been listening to podcasts probably for the last two years and really focusing on changing my mindset really too, is you have to get to your purpose. If you don't know what your purpose is, you don't know what you're working for. Like if you don't know why you're doing something, you're gonna lose your grounding. If you don't have a foundation, then what are you, what are you aiming for? Um, there's a really good quote that, um, I can't remember where it's from, but it says, if you don't know where you're going in five years, then you're probably already there. Like that's insane. Like. If, you're, if, if you don't know where you want to go, you're already there. So what are you, what are you aiming for? Like if you, if you don't want anything to change, that's what I, you see it all the time right now. People are looking and they're working day to day and they're just sitting still and they're not changing anything and they're expecting stuff to change. And that's literally the definition of insanity. They're expecting something to change. <laughs> I know they're expecting stuff to change and it's not going to, if they don't change something in their environment. 
And it's unfortunate, but you got to change something or it's just going to be this endless, endless loop. I absolutely love that. So I don't even know my think my listeners know this. I'm going to be a motivational speaker. That's always been my dream of mine. So yeah. I constantly yeah. listen to motivational speaking. And that is the, you just nailed it right on the head. Having that five-year plan, knowing your purpose, where you want to go. And this is something I work on with my trainers is, Let's write down where you want to be in five years. Then if Absolutely. you write that down, we can tell our clients, hey, where do you want to be in five years? Now, how are we going to get from point A to point B? Let's exactly. figure out those action plans. Because like you said, which I love, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, except to get a different result. That is one of the, my favorite quotes. And thank you so much for saying that you just made my day. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, so... Wow, I'm just like blown away from this right now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so kind of give us a, a little bit more about how you set up these action plans with people. And for those listening at home, what can they do? Let's say they're not in Florida or whatever. They don't mm -hmm. have access to a trainer. How can we help these people? And what kind of advice can we give them? So the best thing to do is to get a journal. Like it doesn't have to be any step-by-step -step journal, even though there are some really good journals you can find on Amazon of just an action plan or any kind of day-by-day -day step plan. You can find like my purpose journals and stuff like that pretty easily, but even just a blank journal and just say daily plan and just start one thing that will make your day go better. And even just making your bed is an accomplishment during the day. It's one thing that you can mark off of your daily list that is an accomplishment. It gives you a sense of purpose and it gives you something, a sense of accomplishment, just doing one thing. Like today, I did my nails and I haven't done that in two weeks. And that gave me a sense of accomplishment for today. So it's just very, very something very simple that can be a sense of accomplishment. Love that. Get a journal, write it down. Get a journal, write it down. Super simple. Super. It sounds too easy. <laughs> it's so easy. It's just something that you can literally, the, the act of just checking something off is something so easy that anybody can do. I have a, a whiteboard and just literally crossing off the days while we've been going through. And like here in Florida, we have this joke that we don't call it like COVID-19 or anything. It's just what we're going through. And I did, the, I did the air quotes because it's funny, because we just call it something we're going through here in Florida. It's our little joke that we're calling it, but we're something we're going through. And we um, just marking it off, marking the days off on the calendar is literally just a little thing we're going through. Like having that little check off, off the calendar is just a little piece of accomplishment. One more day down. <laughs> One more day down. So what people want to lose weight, people want to get in shape. Let's take everything and kind of throw it together. What kind of journal entries should they be writing for their own goals? Anything specific or pointers you, you can give people? You want to make small goals, smart goals. Um, you want them to be specific. What are smart goals? Do you know? Let's see <laughs> you, want to, you want them to be specific, um, measurable. You want to make them... Um, What's the E stand for? Can you remember them off the top of your head? It's yeah, specific, measurable. A is attainable. attainable. Um, realistic. Realistic. And timely. And timely. Yeah, smart goals. 
I had that on my wall like a month ago. That's why I have it memorized. You have it memorized. I'm like, it's been a while. <laughs> I remember the first couple. I cheated. Team we did a effort. whole project on Smarkles here in our studio. So that's why it was like, boom, right on top of my head. Boom, right off the top of your head. <laughs> I had everything else memorized. So specific, let's break these down because I don't yeah. think a lot of people know what Smarkles are and this no. is awesome. So what's an example of something that's specific? What can they write down? Um, specific, so you want to lose 10 pounds. So 10 pounds would be a specific goal. Perfect, don't just say, I wanna lose weight. No, you need to have it like 10 pounds, that's specific. Love it, and then measurable. M measurable, so you want to like measure it, being able to measure it, it's 10 pounds. That's the measurable part. Exactly, and it's not just saying, I wanna look skinny. No. How is that measurable? Who's, who's you can't look skinny. Whether you look skinny or not. <laughs> attainable is what? Attainable. It's attainable. It's, it's not like you want to lose 50 pounds. So you want to give yourself a time frame. So like 10 pounds would be in the next two months, say. Yeah, So you want, to lose, you want to lose 10 pounds in the next two months. And that leads right into timely. Timely, yep. Which is making sure you have it. End date an it. end date so say it's the what is it the seventh so you want to give yourself probably until july july 7th july 7th for 10 pounds it sounds perfect yeah <laughs> i think today's date is it's yeah what's today the sixth May the seventh 6th. the seventh today's seattle yeah. track of days COVID you, haven't crossed days. Off, you haven't crossed off the date on your calendar <laughs> No, I'm totally admitted. Every day is Sunday. I never know if I'm going back to work Sunday. tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you for going through that with me. I love it. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there you go. You want to lose 10 pounds in two months in two months, and you have until July 7th to do so. That's a smart goal. Boom. Super easy. Now, what advice can we give people? Let's say they want to lose 10 pounds. How can we, what advice, what physical advice, exercise, what nutrition advice, just let's get basic. So all of our listeners. So super basic. To be able to do that, you want to be able to, um, again, get out your journal again. If you're having trouble, um, you want to be able to figure out what you're doing wrong to figure out why you're not able to lose the weight in the first place. Are you sitting on the couch too long? Are you um, Netflixing too long? Are you watching episode after episode without getting up and doing anything? Um, are you drinking a ton of soda? Are you eating out of a box constantly with high processed foods? Are you making your own meals? Are you taking takeout all the time where there's extra ingredients added in that you don't even know? Even though you're getting maybe, um, something you deem as healthy, like a salad or something, what kind of dressing are you putting on that salad that's full of sugar? So there's so much things that you don't actually know what's being put in when you're getting takeout. Like you said, I think I listened to one of your, um, one of your other podcasts you did, you were talking about the drive-through and McDonald's and Taco Bell have the longest lines right now. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are not lying because it was Taco Tuesday the other day. And I was like, holy crap, everyone's going to Taco, a Taco Bell right now. And it's like crazy. What blew my mind is it's not even just <laughs> Tuesdays. It's not every hour of every day. I've gone past different points of the day. And then the Taco Bell right down and the line is always wrapped around. 
blows my mind. I, I don't know. I don't, I haven't been to Taco Bell in like three years, I don't think. Or I haven't been to McDonald's in like 10 years. Full on <laughs> confession here. Uh, I used to be obsessed with Taco Bell when I was younger, where the point I would get like that 12 pack and eat it all to myself for one meal. This is when I didn't care about fitness. But yeah, that was the last thing I gave up with fast food. But I haven't eaten fast food now in six years. About six mm -hmm. years I haven't had any of it. It's just gross. Mm -hmm. I can't eat it anymore. I feel like I want to throw up. Once you cut it out, you're like. Mm -hmm. oh. Nope, can't do it. No, not at all. <laughs> the only time, like, the only time, like, I will go to McDonald's is if, like, one of my family members, we go to get, like, a Happy Meal for my cousin or my niece. And, like, I'll get, like, an unsweet tea or something. That's yeah. like usually it. Or the black coffee from McDonald's because it's a dollar sometimes. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> what? How do you function? Uh, Celsius and Arbonne Fistics. That's usually... <laughs> That's what's, usually... Cel what's Celsius flavor? I need to know. Celsius, I, I use the, um, the orange, whatever the orange is. The, the Lift Fit versions, the orange sparkling ones? Yeah, the sparkling orange ones, yeah. The Fiji apple pear is the most delicious drink I've ever had in my life. And I drink way too much of them. I'll have to try those. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. It's nothing is, have you ever had those sparkling ice drinks? Yeah. It tastes like the apple one of that, but only a little better and it has caffeine. It's a win-win. It's a win-win, okay then. I'll have to try it. Probably, definitely my favorite. We sell, we don't really sell much drinks, but that's like the, best seller because I had everyone taste it because I was so obsessed with it. And they're like, oh my God, I need this every time I work out now. Nice. I'll have to try it. <laughs> Definitely recommend. Hopefully I'm not getting paid by Celsius, but yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So we went through the journals. We went through the smarkles. I loved another thing you told me. You said you live literally visual distance of NASA. Yes. You sent me an awesome picture of you kayaking and you can see the space shuttles. That's gotta be awesome. It is, it is. I literally live um, on the space coast of Florida and um, I can walk outside my door anytime there is a rocket launch. Um, and literally 3 a.m. if there's a rocket launch, you hear the windows rattling and the launch goes up and it's gorgeous out here. So it's, it's one of those things when you're a kid, you don't realize how amazing it is. And then as you get older, you're like, dang, I live in a pretty cool place. Yeah, that's awesome. I would love to go outside and see it. And I want to kind of tie this back into what we were talking about mindset. Yeah. That would be a huge mindset trigger for me. <laughs> like, look, these people are going into outer space. Yes. And I'm sitting on my couch being lazy. What is wrong with me? <laughs> You would be surprised. You would be surprised. We do have a, a fairly high senior community and like, especially in our area, we do have a fairly lazy community, but we do have a fairly active community as well. Um, we do have a lot of people that like to enjoy like our walking trails. And we did have um, just recently, we had um, one of the old railroad um, uh, railways that was turned into a bike path. So that's a really good plus for our community as well. A lot of people are now biking and walking that pathway. Awesome. So that was pretty cool. Do you ever train any astronauts? 
I have not had the pleasure of doing that. Unfortunately, NASA and of course, um, Blue Origin have their own gyms and whatnot um, at their facilities. So we don't get to let us see them, but we do have um, uh, the membership at like the Y that I work at. We do have a lot of those guys come in, but they're pretty fit and active themselves. So they don't, unfortunately, they don't hire personal trainers as often as we would like. Well, if NASA is listening to this podcast, please hire Ashley to go train all your people. She is awesome. And look how many degrees she has. I know. That would be so great. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. How would you even exercise in outer space? I, I've always thought about that. They actually like use these waistband things. They like, you get tight, you get strapped down to the equipment. That's pretty cool. Because zero yeah. gravity, your muscles can't. They, they have this, this way to, um, like to get strapped down to it and they, they figured it out. You can get, they actually do exercise out in the space station and stuff. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I'd be so like, get it. They figured it out. (laughs) They have figured it out. It's pretty cool stuff. So I just want to ask you, like I ask everybody, What is one piece of inspiration you could pass on to everybody listening to the show right now? Like, this is my take-home message for all of you. For everyone, uh, my biggest take-home for everyone is to never stop learning. You can always learn more. Um, If you feel like you can, you're like done with learning, you have not. There's always more you can learn. Just keep going. Always. I want to, we'll tie into that. Professional players so baseball football all of those top-notch guys even the number one people in the league have coaches have personal trainers have staff to help them improve they have killed the competition and they are still learning how to be better because you can always be better i love that (laughs) absolutely (laughs) thank you for joining us on this week's episode of health and fitness redefined Don't forget to subscribe to our show and join us next week as we dive deeper into this ever-changing field. And remember, fitness is a journey, not a destination. Thank you for quoting Alva Reinstein today, Ashley. It was great having you on. Thanks. Out.